thank you for joining the official NIL podcast, where we are dedicated to exploring the world of the NCAA's name, image, and likeness program, and how it affects athletes and brands in the world today. On today's episode, we are talking with Emily Weisberg, a lifelong soccer player who took her skills from club level to college level to semi-pro level, and now works in the professional setting, helping other influencers right now. So. Welcome to the show, Emily. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks so much for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Great. So I want to dive right into it. Um, you know, I, I mentioned that you went to Lynn University. You played at the top level growing up and obviously in a D2 level. And then you are now currently in a semi-pro setting working with the Neymar Junior Fives World Championship in Qatar. So with all that coming together, what was it like growing up in the world of soccer? What led you to Lynn University? How did that all happen? Yeah, so I, my parents live in Charlotte, North Carolina. So at the time I was playing club soccer mm -hmm. and high school soccer in Charlotte. And I kind of always knew that I wanted to play in college. So probably by eighth grade, I was doing everything I could to kind of get myself in front of coaches, mm -hmm. have good grades and do everything right to kind of impress the coaching staff and I actually uh, was playing in a high school game, like an, an all-star uh, game in Charlotte, and my high school coach was, or my college coach was watching that high school game. So it wasn't the traditional way, but it led me to Lynn University down in uh, sunny South Florida. So I'm very fortunate for the opportunity that I got, and mm -hmm. I guess I was at the right place at the right time because it led me here, and I, I still live in Boca now, so... Oh, that's great. And we talked about what you're doing previously before we get into the show. I, uh, you and I were speaking about your world in marketing, and I'll, I'll touch on that first in a little while. But I want to go back to the process that a lot of NCAA athletes have. They played club or very, um, I would say, very high-level recreation sports, and then were trying to get recruited by colleges, went to different programs. But coming from your area in the Charlottes where you were down to Florida, what was it like your freshman year getting used to the whole culture of, perfect, um, of NCAA soccer at that level? So it was definitely an adjustment, I would say. I, you know, you go from playing club and high school soccer and you rely kind of so much on your parents. You know, they come to every game, you yeah. know, they're like, oh, let's go grab dinner. You know, let's, they, they just kind of have your back. And then you, you head into a preseason environment and especially in South Florida, it's, it's a very different climate than um, the Carolinas. So the humidity, the heat, the weather, um, while it's great in the winter, it's pretty brutal in the summer. So I had to train really hard to uh, kind of get in my top shape to be able to play. And just assimilating yourself to the culture, you're on a brand new team. You're the youngest that, you know, you could have people on your team, grown women that are 28, 29 years old. And so you come in as like an 18 year old freshman and you're coming off of, you know, just graduating high school, you feel great. And you're like, wow, like a, a lot of new faces, a, a lot of chances to prove yourself and uh, a lot of chance to make new friends. And I think that's great. You pointed out because I, every athlete, regardless of how good you were growing up, whenever you get to the next level, when you go club to college, college to semi-pro or college to pro, you no matter how the hype was, you're always kind of brought back to the level set where now I got to start over in some way. Oh, very humbling. 
Yeah. But look, I mean, uh, your athletes, it's what you do. You kind of, you get back into the groove and you find your spot and you make sure that people understand what you're about and, you know, kudos for you to try to get that done. And, you know, it also led you to now going into the semi-pro aspect with the Neymar Junior Five Worlds. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, like a group of my friends and I, we've all played college soccer. A few of them played pro, actually. Mm -hmm. And we joined together and we made a 5v5 team. So, it was like $7 a person, a $50 buy-in. And we played uh, in a tournament down in Miami to qualify. And we were like, let's do this for fun. You know, it'll be great. And we ended up qualifying for the national championship in Fort Lauderdale. And then we won the national championship. So it's different than a traditional game of soccer. It's not 11 v 11. I don't think any of us would want to still continue to run <laughs> that much during the game. So it's perfect for us. And um, it's great to find a good group of people that still, you know, love playing, love representing, you know, women's sports after the college level, because I feel like you, you graduate college and you're, you're kind of like, what's next? You know, you, you have your professional world, but you still love the sport. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can play on rec teams and things like that, but you love the competitive aspect of, you know, competing and winning something and getting nervous right before, you know, the whistle blows. So it's great that we have that and that we want a trip to uh, Qatar and to play against other teams or all around the world and represent the United States. So unfortunately, due to COVID, it got postponed a little bit, but we're going to see uh, when it's rescheduled. We were actually supposed to leave tomorrow, which is crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh gosh. I'm sure. Well, look, I, I, at least I think that, I mean, the, the sponsor is Red Bull. Something yeah. tells me they're going to try to figure a way to make this thing happen eventually. Definitely. It's not something you can do virtual, but um, I think it's an amazing opportunity. And, you know, you mentioned that a lot of your, that you and your friends are in the corporate world and what you what you went from your education at Lynn university and how you've entered the corporate world into marketing, which is a huge factor for NIL. And tell us more about what your work in marketing and how it could and work with influencers and ambassadors and how that connection is with NIL right now. Yeah, definitely. So I went in um, straight after I graduated with my master's from Lynn. So shout out to them because they do a three in one program. Nice. So I graduated with my undergrad in three years, my master's and I got my master's in marketing because I thought it was interesting, but I didn't know how many different avenues you could go with marketing. So Currently, I work for a company called Fuel Partnerships in Boca, and we work with a lot of influencers, brands, and now with the new NIL uh, like coming into play, I wish I had that opportunity yeah. because now maybe seeing it from the outside looking in, being more on the professional side of it, there's so much opportunity for these student athletes. Yeah, and I also think that the interesting part about NIL too is that a lot of people don't realize that you're a brand as an NCAA right. athlete and you know, your experience in marketing, yes, you're able to look at things from a certain lens that you didn't weren't privy to when you were a student, but it is important. You are on the field, you're representing a, a brand, which is your university, but you yourself are the embodiment of what you want to be as a professional and NIL. That's where NIL comes in. And I, I I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that NCAA athletes will have the guidance and have that education to become professional brand ambassadors. Right. And I also think, you right. know, and I think that, right. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, don't know, I was going to say, I think that right now there's such a gray area. I think that all of these student athletes, they don't know the, the power that they have, you know, yeah. you yourself are the demographic that all these brands are looking for. 18 through 24 is 
prime and they just want to find a way to connect with you. So I say to these student athletes that are looking to, you know, maybe make something of themselves or want to go down the NIL road and, you know, get free products sent to their, their house or a little stipend check here or there. I think that any bit could help. And I wish I had something, you know, like that going back. I wish I could go back in time or be an athlete now again. Yeah. Well, let's take us back. So when you were in college, which wasn't, you know, a few years ago for that matter. And did you have to have a job? And what was that like compared to what, how an IL athlete could basically take some photos, do a commercial and get paid more than you could at a standard job? What was it like when you right. had to find to make ends meet? Right. So, I mean, it's so hard and any student athlete can attest to this to have a job while you're in season. Yeah. And so I was thankful enough to work with the student. Um, I was working with the admissions office as a student ambassador at Lynn mm -hmm. University. So I would give tours around the school. And I love doing that because I love yeah. talking to people. But I mean, on an off day in South Florida in August, <laughs> it is a thousand degrees outside and yeah. you are walking the length of campus. And I know Lynn's a smaller school, but, you know, that is your off day. That's so still heat. That's still a workout. That's still a workout. Right. Right. And on your Apple watch, it's like, you know, rest or, you know, it's, it's alerting you how many steps that you had that day. And, you know, our coaches, they couldn't really say anything to us because we had to make ends meet. But yeah. the next day when you're full go on practice, you didn't really have a rest day. Yeah. And some of my other friends would babysit and they would be up until one, two, three o'clock in the morning to no fault of their own. But, you know, a date night or, or something with the, the parents of a kid, you, you can't control when they're coming back, but you also need to make money. So, yeah. I mean, and That's then you're expected to perform at 7 a.m., 8 a.m. the next morning. Oh, yeah, them. exactly. No yeah, excuses. And that's a, that's a thing that one of the aspects that I love that NIL has provided, too. But I think what people really need to realize is that when you're an athlete, your time is not like any other, any other student. And depending on your level, it's even less. You are dedicated to the sport, your own scholarship, or your, or your devotion to that sport will allow you to the next level. You need that school. You need to, But then you also have to worry about providing for yourself and you know even right. though your parents may be supporting you and I know there's a lot of folks out there that are but it still are some pride about it, being able to earn money for yourself buy yourself some of clothes go to dinner go out with, to, a, to a restaurant with some friends go on a date and right. also I think that people with NIL are looking at this that it's this, that this huge money grab that all deals have to be some colossal six-figure seven-figure deal and that's not necessarily the case just to have something like you said to not have your body you're spending six miles right. walking on these tours in the dead heat of summer and then having to work out. Right. What we're doing here is what or what NIL is providing folks is a chance to subsidize money coming in that isn't taxing and allows you to go ahead and provide for yourself and for your family. Right. It's, you know, and one thing people realize too is that the, the, money that NIL is bringing in. I mean, if you have an ask, if you have a, if you're a parent of a student that is, five, six, seven states away, you're not just hopping in your car and driving every weekend to go see them. Right. Part of this money and us and I also support could help provide for your families to come over to right. a quick plane ticket. Right. Exactly. So uh, yeah, and I think that's something that is very interesting with the NIL and something that people aren't as um, as concentrated on. But as somebody in marketing and you you wish you could talk to yourself back then what advice would you give for a NCAA athlete right now who's looking for NIL opportunities to expand their brand and take their uh, visibility to the next level? What I would say um, to these athletes is be bold. I mean, reach out to any brands that you're interested in. I have a cousin who 
you know, swims at UVA. And Mm -hmm. during 4th of July, when this was all kind of coming into play, I was like, what do you do on a normal basis? Like, do you, do you put up your hair in the morning? Everyone has a hair tie in their wrist if you're an athlete. So I was like, contact, contact these brands that, you know, vitamin water, what do you put in your morning smoothie? What, what products do you use? Just reach out to them on Instagram, show them what you can do. Give them a little sample of what you can do. Send them your TikTok, send them, you know, your Instagram, send them pictures of the vitamin water stacked underneath your dorm bed on risers. Like the more that they can feel like they associate themselves with you, the more that they'll be able to realize, wow, this is, there's power in that. And I think the brands need you just as much as you need them. So, I mean, the worst case scenario is they're not going to respond. Yeah. Okay. No harm. Yeah. And and you think about it though, you know, you make a good point. It's not so much that um, the worst they say is no, but there's so many opportunities out there now. Oh, of course. And I mean, can you imagine having the support of a large company, regional, local, or Fortune 500, and you're putting on your resume and saying, you know, oh, this yes. is what I work for. I was responsible for this company, and people know that it is. It's a much better resume builder than saying, you know, I, I waited tables, which I did, or you had to, or you, you know, you, you were a planner of some sort. But this is something where it gives you a career path. That one percent is right. going to be a pro, and that top, and that that right. one of that More person is make a successful career. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But. Of build a foundation for to allow people to understand what it's like to be professional. And I really believe that NIL is doing this. Um, and it's also a matter of, you mentioned like giving your TikTok or social media. Yeah. I think that athletes really have to be conscious now of how important their social media yeah. brand is to potential, right. I don't want to say investors, but if mainly invest, people are investing in them as brand ambassadors. Do you, what are your thoughts right. about that? Yeah, definitely. I think you hit on a lot of great points. I think, and this is kind of advice that we received early on in um, at Lynn, and they said, if your grandma wouldn't want to see it, then don't post it. Yeah. So if you would be kind of ashamed for your grandmother to see something that you posted on your social media, yeah. you know, just leave it off. You know, there's there's a time and place, turn 21 at some point, but I think the power in just getting these connections from brands and having, like you said, the things of resumes is, is, is so different now. You know, you could say that you, you manage this campaign, your coupon code created this many sales. I think that that is so cool. And if you can attest value and numbers and sales to your name, you, you will be unstoppable yeah. in the corporate world, in any world. People won't understand when you say, well, I was a, you know, I, I worked at this store and I sold, I was in responsible for this company and our, this, this, this amount of apparel and I was a cashier or I helped people pick out stuff. That's great, but that's your store. That's somebody else's responsibility. If you right. were to say, I was responsible for this apparel brand on a social media campaign that lasted 90 days, 30 days, and I saw this much uptick in sales. I brought in this many people. I allowed this many more followers to come. Here's my contact. Right. That is something that is in the corporate world is going to take you to a thousand degrees with different levels of opportunities. Agreed. And I really, truly hope that NCA athletes are seeing that. Um, right. And look, if I'm an NCA athlete and a brand comes to me and says, we want to sponsor you and we want to help we want to, we want to provide income for you or an opportunity for you. And by the way, here's what you need to do on social media. And we need you to clean up something like that or delete something like that. I bet fine, whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Here's my password. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know, this is life. And I think that's something that they're going to learn the good way and the hard way about making sure they're professionals. Right. But it translates over so much to your workplace because, you know, 
as, as everyone says, you know, they, they do look you up. If you are looking to get hired at any company, they'll do their due diligence. They'll make sure that you, you know, don't have any pictures online or anything because you're representing their company, just like you're representing yourself when you're creating your own brand. So keeping that, you know, PG rated or just something your grandma wouldn't want to see, I think is key to your success moving into your professional career or moving into anything you do. Yeah, that's great. And one last question for you, Emily, too, is as somebody who works in marketing and works with other brands, what do you, or do you see a trend in how brands are looking for other, uh, that youthful NCAA energy or those quality of athletes to be brand ambassadors now? Are you seeing a bit of a switch now that all this stuff's becoming, uh, the NIL law has been passed and people are becoming more knowledgeable of it? Yeah, I think definitely. I think that there are I mean, Gatorade just signed a huge athlete, uh, yeah. female, which is, was amazing. I think that that was an awesome strategy for them. But yeah, there's definitely a, a switch. I would say that as long as you're authentic, I think that that's what the brands look for. And I think the traditional you know, view of influencers is just someone that promotes the product and then 10 seconds later, they'll promote the same type of product, but a different brand. So they don't really have any loyalty. But what I think is yeah. cool for NCAA athletes is you are actually using these products or you actually care about what you're talking about. And I think the shift from a brand's perspective yeah. is, is heading in that direction because you know they'll just be willing and able to partner with you or, or do anything that they can to help you promote, especially to that demographic of 18 through 24. There, there's such power in that now. Well, I also think too that you know when it comes to brands, they're hiring models to advertise for them or they're hiring... Yeah. You know, so much cheaper people. to hire probably a student athlete, I would well, imagine. It's cheaper, but it's also more beneficial. I mean, everybody knows that that person's a model and they're just right. doing their job. This person is an athlete using their product and whether they're, how physically well you think they are appealing they are, they are the actual authentic person, like you said, using this brand. So why would you pay a you know a model just to smile and, and hold the holder like this when you can actually have somebody using it and spreading the word and working for them definitely and, you know there's folks out there that are helping us that are helping people do that for example you know the initial uh, official nil podcast is brought to you by brand new sports an innovative sports marketing firm connecting brands and athletes for nil opportunities check them out at brandusports.com that's brand the letter u sports.com they are helping athletes develop their ambassadorship and their personas to connect with the proper brands to make long-standing relationships. And I think it's great to seeing somebody at your level that started out, you know, as a toddler up to the club, up yeah. to the, the semi-pro and, you know, I look forward to seeing how you can help out other people in the future too, that were in your position. Yeah. Thank you. And I think this platform is great. I would say, hopefully my advice helped you, but um, trust the experts and, and trust your gut and, and just go for it. Be bold. I, I think that that's the best thing you can do. Don't let anyone tell you no. That's great. Very, very good words to live by. Be bold <laughs> and don't take no for an answer. There's always an opportunity exactly. out there for you. Emily, thank you so much for stopping by and for chatting with us. We look forward to keeping in touch with you. Keep us updated on how you do in the tournament and the finals. Good luck in Qatar whenever that does happen. We'll be rooting thank for you. you over here. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Great. And thank you, everybody, for, for listening to the official NIL podcast, and we will see you next time. Take care.